Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special and probably pretty short episode of Uncanny Tracks. A new comic came out. I believe it was two Thursdays ago now. It was called Werewolf by Night. Bob stupidly thought it was an ongoing series, and he's like, uh, I don't know if I got the bandwidth for an ongoing Werewolf by Night series, but Bob was wrong. It is, in fact, just a one-shot, so we are going to talk about the Werewolf by Night one-shot from September 2023. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. Matt, uh, how's the full moon got you feeling tonight? Still doing all right, Bob. Man, uh, I'm telling you, when you said Werewolf by Night, I went back to that uh, Disney Plus you know, real short film they did. Yeah. Was that last year, I think? We did, we, I know it was we covered last it. year. We covered it. We did. It, it Just a year ago. What do you remember about it a year on? I mean, I remember, of course, the werewolf. That's the big piece. But the, the other, the supporting characters, I mean, I remember most of them. I remember uh, Man Thing and. You know, Elsa Bloodstone with her stuff, and then I know that there's just a lot of supernatural things. Was there a mummy, too, I think? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong. Because I keep getting it mixed up with Moon Knight sometimes. <laughs> there were mummies in Moon Knight, but not as many as you would think, I think. Uh, oh, God, I don't remember anything about Moon Knight. I feel like I pretty well remember <laughs> the werewolf by night, but that's a little bit, too, because like I consulted our notes just to see if there was anything to talk about for this episode. So that skews my sense of it. I do remember we were pretty positive on the werewolf by night uh, Halloween special that was on Disney last year, but... Uh, two negative things. One were there were some flashing lights in some of the action scenes that made me at least think I was going to have a seizure, especially like in black and white. It's just so much worse to have flashing lights. Yeah. And that. then the other thing is, even though I think we were broadly pretty pro that special, we enjoyed it. We especially enjoyed it just as an alternative to these tediously padded uh, things that Marvel puts out, these, you know, two hours, 45 minute movies or the bloody six episode um, miniseries that need to be two hour movies. We really appreciate it. I think it was like, you know, 45 minutes. It was in, in out, done, did what it needed to do, but it did end on a terrible note. It was very soy, cringy banter between Werewolf by Night and Man thing about getting... To me, it, it didn't feel didn't have that Marvel feel to it. I felt like they just slapped Marvel's name on You know what I mean? Like it, it felt oh, like I, it. Well, I disagree because I think that one of the things that the that made the ending so bad was it did very much feel like that kind of Josh Wheaton quippy Oh, style yeah. I saw, yeah. With the... With the yeah. Them going to the shawarma restaurant. Shawarma. Yeah, they go to the shawarma thing. I don't say this, Bob. I remember enough about it to be like, okay, when I saw there was a comic, I was like, okay, this might be interesting. I know some of the characters. I didn't know. I don't know enough about it really to be like excited about the comic per se. But I, yeah. I, I was glad there was something I, I there was a there was something I recognized, which was good news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the product recognition worked on Matt. And two other quick things I will say before we kind of get into covering the comic. One is it's kind of amusing because Werewolf by Night and Elsa Bloodstone have like no association before that special. Like they've either never been in the same comic or if they have it's not been like in a you know it's not been a very important thing yeah and so it's you know it, it's gonna be kind of funny if coming out from this special like you know werewolf by night and elsa bloodstone is like partners and like ex-lovers it's just gonna be like the, their new status quo that's pretty funny um it's also a little interesting that uh the disney special really and i think it was the war rocket ajax podcast pointed this out they're also the one who told me that this was just a one shot 
but it really revived the the werewolf by night brand there was not much of a werewolf by night brand even though he did have like a pretty long ongoing series in the 70s but hell everybody had a pretty long ongoing series in the 70s that's not a big achievement before like elsa bloodstone for the past 20 years has been much more prominent a character than werewolf by night uh, this version of her started in like, she originally starts out as like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer clone, but you've never read the Warren Ellis Next Wave series, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, so the Warren Ellis Next Wave uh, series like reimagines her as this like badass gun-toting British broad. I mean, I think she was always British, but you know what I'm saying. And it gives her this kind of distinctive look with the orange hair and the orange clothing. Whereas before, I think she was just kind of like a blonde Sarah Michelle O'Geller lookalike. You know, not a huge character by any means, but she's headlined several events, uh, several books, mostly miniseries. But, you know, she's been around in a much more prominent character the last 20 years than Werewolf by Night. But because of the titling of the Disney <laughs> special, you know, it looks like she might be second fiddle for the foreseeable future, which is interesting. Yeah, I guess because the werewolf just brings in more people. Than yeah, yeah, it's more more immediately recognizable and comprehensible than if you say bloodstone it's kind of like well what's that about yeah it sounds like some kind of james bond thing <laughs> and also it might sound to too similar to like the infinity stones for people oh yeah 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 and i want to say we brought this up too like what's the deal with stones marvel and its stones all right well bob i will say though that elsa bloodstone in this comic book is way sexier than she was in the uh in, in, in the film that's true, and I, I did complain a little in the in the short film because the character there is very much not like Elsa Bloodstone from the comics. Part Partly that's because it seems to be a bit of an origin story for her, so maybe she might evolve in that direction, but it also maybe they're just going in a different direction. It's kind of hard to say. It was just, it was obviously they changed her, her style and her look for this, I, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Correct? Or was that, when it, or did it change during the next wave thing you were discussing earlier? No, it changed during the next wave, and it's been consistent through the comics. So why did they the go with wave. orange? No, that's that's what that's what I just said. That's what no, she looks like. I know. Why did they go with orange? Why? Next wave is kind of like a parody comic. A little, in a little, it's like over the top, like action. It's very kind of like making fun of the readers a little bit. Like the trade, the trade titles for next wave are things like "This is what you want," you know, stuff like that. It's it's supposed to be like a mindless action comic, and also a little bit of a parody of a mindless action comic. Okay. So that's like orig originally the villain was supposed to be Nick Fury and Shield, but they thought there was too much character assassination of, uh, <laughs> of Nick Fury. So like they had to rename the the secret spy agency like hate like H dot A dot T dot E dot oh stuff okay. like that yeah wow well it's a it's a good it's a good series we should read it sometime so on the creative team for this we've got derek landy writing who's irish uh i haven't read any of this stuff before but he's done a couple of avengers minis and then on art we've got a, a spanish guy named fran galen also haven't seen his art before but he's done a few issues of amazing spider -Man. i guess to, just to dive right in matt so you know, on the first page, we get very gothic, kind of classic universal horror movie imagery, right? The castle, the storms, the rocks. But then on the second page, we see Werewolf by Night. And uh, you know what? He's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. I was a little surprised by that transition. Yeah, he's more blocky than I expected, which adds to the cuteness. He's got kind of a... His, his body is blocked out, and then it's kind of smoothed over on the edges. 
Yeah, and there's something about his face. It's like yes. very dog-like, <laughs> very puppy-like, right? Yes, very... Yeah. And then we have his extensive voiceover narration, which, ah, uh, man, I don't know. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. It was pretty overwritten. But, I mean, this is the genre, right? It's like an angsty horror comic, so fair enough. Yeah, Bob, like, I picked this up and started reading it, like, before bed one night, and I got to this page, and once I saw all of the, uh, you know, the text and the whole voiceover piece for him, I'm like, okay, I got, I got to do this tomorrow, put it away. <laughs> too, too, too much, too late at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. There's not a colorist credited on the comic, so I assume Frank Galen is coloring his own art, and you really got to give it to him. The contrast between, like, the black and white werewolf by night pages and the orangey overtone of the Bloodstone pages is, like, really neat. Oh, it's really it's beautiful the way he does it. I, just, I was just impressed. The black and white stuff, too, and just when you bring in it, Bloodstone, it's just the way it merges. That alone is worth, like, the... the uh, to me, I, I usually buy... You know, I buy my comics digital or get my comics digitally. You know, I buy them in quotations. The quality, I'm glad you fact-checked yourself so I didn't have to fact The art of this, though, like, I wouldn't mind, like, a physical copy of this just because of the way, like, blends in the black and white deal. Yeah, I, I do wonder how they're going to, or if they're going to collect this in a trade paperback. I, I would potentially be interested in buying the yeah, trade paperback. Nice. I, I don't know what else would go into it, but yeah. yeah. We were talking before about the Elsa Bloodstone orangeness, which I don't think this is why they originally went with that look for her. But it does seem to me like they really played up the oranginess here to give the, you know, this Halloween comic, like Halloween cup. And I mean, I guess that does make a lot of sense. Just, uh, you should have come out October. <laughs> but I bet it says October on the cover. Because, you know, I don't know why it is. It, it, not to fact check you, but it, it actually says November. Oh, damn. They go way off. Okay. You put your Halloween stuff out in September because you want to have it be relevant for two months instead of one month. You want it on the uh, racks yeah. when there's other Halloween yeah. stuff out. So we get a little bit of British slang in this. You ever are not even sure if they're British slang or if they're just Britishisms are just words that the British tend to use more than uh, the Americans. But you ever hear Larry and Lank before? Okay, no, I don't, but I want to guess what they mean first. So hit us, hit us. Since she used it to describe the to werewolf, does, does it mean like having long appendages and you're kind of tall, like lanky? Which one are you guessing here, Lank or Larry? Lank. Lank is like kind of tall, right? Like you're yeah, lanky. Yeah, Lank, Lank basically seems to be pretty similar to lanky. Okay. But technically it means like not well filled out or like slender or thin like you would complain about that's a lank pig it could also mean like insufficient or it could be like hanging like straight and limp so you're like a bean pole <laughs> yeah bean pole is a very very good americanism uh, to bring into play there and then how about larry matt what you think's going on with larry well see i thought it originally was something like harry but it doesn't because she says harry larry and you were lank. thinking it was cockney slang where it's the rhyming slang yes but it, apparently it's not so larry i'm just gonna guess rough looking like rough oh that's a good guess it's, apparently it means like unpleasantly loud and confident oh as much as i do like elsa bloodstone uh is not an unfair description of her. So, Matt, did uh, you have a uh, favorite page of art in this? Well, I will say about the, I had did have a my favorite page of art in this is the shot of Bloodstone jumping out of the the plane. It is mm -hmm. beautiful, except for the stupid word balloon that says Absa, and then it has like Beep. The, yeah the aster asterisks, and that says Lutely. Why do we do that now? I hate it. I've seen it, and I've only seen it in Marvel Comics, too. 
bugs the bugs the bugs me to death. I don't want oh, to say anymore. I think it's fine. I because so I dumb. do want characters to swear, but I don't necessarily. You know, I think having like fucking in the middle of a <laughs> of a comic that a kid could read is like not the best <laughs> thing in the world. He says that as he gets us an explicit tag for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, Bob. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt uh, like it just, me, I just, it just messed up the page. Like I just felt like it ruined the page. So was it? Was it any? Was it just the placement of the panel in general? You think ruined it, or was it worsened by the fact that you didn't like that they were beeping out an expletive? Oh, it's the text in general. Like I just don't think she, she should have said anything there. She should have shown her jumping fair, out. Fair. I feel like it ruins the image because because not only is yeah. there, not only is there a, a stupid word balloon there, but at the same time there's one that says absa fucking lootly without the fuck i will say i've been reading like the cassie kane batgirl ongoing series uh for the past couple weeks and one of the things i really like about the comic and this kind of holds true across several creative teams on it is that because cass like you know initially is mute and then like talks but talks with great difficulty and kind of sparingly really does give the artist license to just do silent action panels and it's actually pretty great. It's like, oh man, it makes the comic read quicker, but it also makes the action feel smoother, more organic. It's like, oh yeah, more more comics should more often do silent action. Well, yeah, it, I feel like it probably it feels more fast paced in general. Just the pace yeah. itself, yeah, it yeah. speeds everything up when you don't have to read all that. Then you can go to the exposition on maybe the next page. I, for me, my favorite page would be that full page splash of uh, Doctor Necromantic, who looks very much like Thanos on this one page, not not the others, but on this one page. But you have Dr. Necromantic in his spell books. He's levitating his spell books. He has the girl bound behind him and Cthulhu tentacles are rising up from the ground. It's very, very reminiscent of Mike Mignola, the artist of Hellboy. And it looks just absolutely great. I will say that is a really badass image too. A lot of great art in this book. Um, the writing, like, I definitely would read other stuff by Landy. He wouldn't be a turnoff at all, but I don't know that I would necessarily seek out other stuff of his, but... Definitely, I think Galen's uh, presence is going to be a selling point for me in the future. Did you like the uh, the meet cute moment we have between Elsa and Werewolf by Night? Yeah, when they do meet, it is kind of it's it's a little adorable. It's, it's kind of cute <laughs> when, they, when the colors collide. Kind of in contrast to that, we have like Bloodstone and Werewolf by Night, like turning this demon against necromantic by like you know planting all these seeds of doubt and basically kind of like negging the demon about his human host body the way i interpreted it is that bloodstone and werewolf by night were doing that cynically but then it turns out that they're actually right and that necromantic has done this whole thing because he wants to take revenge on the demon that killed his mom there's there's a deep plot here folks like it's not just uh you know, werewolves yeah, it's a good fight. There's a good couple reversals here. I, I, I appreciated it. Yeah, there are a lot of pages of werewolf beating up shadow beings. <laughs> but then there's also a lot of like really creepy horror type plot stuff that's, that's you know just fun to read if that's like your kind of thing. Uh, anything else you want to say about the comic before we talk about what's coming next down the pike? Not really, Bob. I was kind of disappointed it's not an ongoing series. I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely would have maybe read a miniseries or an ongoing series, but I just, when it dropped, I wasn't in the mood to read the first issue of a, you know, a multi-part werewolf by night story that day, right? Especially with so much coming out right now with X-Men, it's taking up most of my Marvel reading time. Although I, I will say, man, I think I'm losing steam on X-Men. I gotta be real with you. 
I still like most of the issues I'm reading. The stuff they're announcing for next January, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm really not feeling it. I haven't looked that far. I haven't looked ahead yet, so I'll have to find out. But I've kind of just been trying to keep up week to week with everything coming out. You know, some of that I'm dropping, some of that I'm enjoying. It just depends, you know. I'm going to try to keep reading most of it because I've read most of the Krakoa stuff, although I might finally drop Wolverine and X-Force. They're so boring. The next thing coming down the pike, Matt, we got an ad in the back of this book for a book called Crypt of Shadows. And then on the cover, we have, do you want to run down the character list? Yeah, we've got Werewolf by Night, Man-Thing, Nakantu the Living Mummy, Scarlet Witch, Immortal Hulk, Daredevil, and Deadpool. What do you what do you think of this uh, assembled supernatural team? All right, I'm really good with most of these characters. Scarlet Witch probably is getting overused a lot now to the point where like her own series is just not that good. I am happy to see her though because I don't like the Scarlet Witch ongoing series, but I do like the character. So it's nice to see her be used well. Like I think she's being used pretty well in Jen McKay's Avengers right now. I mean, she's better and, suited on a team as opposed to having her own well, solo. Well, I don't know if I would say that. Like, James Robinson and Vanessa Del Rey did a Scarlet Witch series maybe like five years ago, six years ago, and I, I loved it. I thought it was really, really beautiful, perfect, kind of spooky. It was nice. And I think partly the fact that I liked it so much is why I'm so disappointed with the Steve Orlando Scarlet Witch series. Oh, yeah, it, it's it's bad. I've... <laughs> Yeah, I, it's one of those I keep I keep reading though, just because I just want to see if it gets better, but it just has not. And I don't, I don't like the bad mouth Steve Orlando because I do like some stuff he does. He did the Midnighter series for DC that was great, and his Iceman miniseries is pretty solid. It's not like amazing, but it's pretty solid. But yeah, the, just his Scarlet Witch is not working for me. All right, now Bob, the other character though, Deadpool. Why are they just sticking him on the cover to like make money or try to get? It more seems readers? like it. I mean. There may be, I, I hate Deadpool and never want to see Deadpool, but there does seem to be something kind of interesting about like using two kind of non-supernatural characters like Daredevil and Deadpool in this context, right? Yeah. Like there's something kind of interesting about that potentially, but I just hate Deadpool, so I can't really see it. I guess one other quick thing I should have said about The Witch is it also makes me happy to see Scarlet Witch used more heavily in like the Marvel supernatural corner of things because you mostly see her in the Avengers side and you know, she can work well there, but it's also nice. You know, she is a magician, right? It makes sense to use her in supernatural context too. Yeah, it does make sense. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar Marvel Second Sons. Is that that game? The yeah, Midnight there's a Sons? game that came out recently, but I thought it I was think it's called. Yeah, I, I thought it was, it was a game that came, but I thought it was based on a comic book. But a lot of these characters are in it, except for the ones like, you know, they're like Werewolf by Night, Man-Thing, and A Conta the Living Mummy. It would probably fit right in, and no one would yeah. say a word. I, I thought the game was called Midnight Suns, spelled S-U-N-S. It is, actually. My okay, apologies. okay. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> it's okay. Midnight Suns, well, yeah. But so it's sort of it's sort of complicated, right? Because Marvel's supernatural side is not as well defined as DC's and okay. is not as regular. And so they've had several groups of supernatural teams over the years, and none of them have stuck around that long. And the rosters really vary. And the specific comic they're basing it off of is 
uh, Midnight Suns, but it's spelled like the Son of Man, right? S O N. And then they, you know, I think commendably, because that's sort of a dumb name, and also obviously it's a little bit of a sexist name. So I think commendably they moved it to Midnight Suns, S U N S. But yeah, so it's just, you know, it's there's a much more irregular Marvel supernatural history, I would say, than at DC, if that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because when I saw Deadpool's on the scene, I'm like, he's also on Midnight Suns. He's on that Midnight Suns team as well. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. He wasn't in, like, in the game. Yeah. And okay, so I knew. I thought Wolverine was in it, but Wolverine Magic, is. But yeah, know. and Scarlet Witch, Blade, probably Blade, Ghost yeah. Rider, probably. I'm just curious if that was another. If there's a separate team of of, of magical heroes, or if this well, is so a new replacement team. Looking at team. looking at this cover, you you think this looks like uh the first issue of a team book that's what i thought when i first saw it uh but it's not it's a it's an anthology apparently they did a crypt of shadows in 2022 oh it's not well. a team book yeah it looks no. just like a damn team book bob yeah i did, I did yeah. see this like a hundred times I no I, I i had the same confusion but yeah it's an anthology and so like i said they did another crypt of shadows with i think pretty different characters in 2022 oh so you mean this might just be like werewolf might have to team up with Daredevil to do some, something, or Daredevil experiences something spooky. And Yeah, I also wonder or... how much Werewolf by Night, Man-Thing, and Nikantu, the Living Mummy, Mummy, are even going to be in it, since they're more like ghost figures on the cover. That's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. I, was, I thought we were going to have like a team book, these cool-ass magical people. Just put out a Midnight Suns comic? I don't, I don't think I Probably read so. it, I need to go back and I'm, check. I've been trying to catch up on some older uh, Marvel Supernatural stuff, so I haven't necessarily been reading all the newer stuff. First, Midnight Suns, uh, you know, clearly a tie-in to the game. It launched last Halloween, and oh, it okay. only made it five issues, although I, I don't know <laughs> if it was... I don't know if it was always intended to just be a miniseries oh, or if it was probably canceled because of the game. Well, thanks for joining us for this uh, very special comics episode of Uncanny Tri- I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. Little Shaggy. He's a little Larry. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.